0: Asking the question, will Wisconsin ever be, you know, in that if you, if you if you can't win these last two games and get to that next step, you know, what are you now and what, you know, what is the ceiling? Do you think Wisconsin will ever, you know, like one of the ones I had on my list, will this be a team that ever make, you know, it, it, with a question mark, will this be a team that ever plays in the college football playoff question mark? God. Do you guys think in our lifetime, in your lifetime? That you will ever see, Ebo Wisconsin playing a national in in a college football playoff doesn't mean the national one of the one of the four teams that is in the college football playoff.
1: I think so in my lifetime. Yeah, I think so. I thought it would be two years ago, twenty seventeen. Then I thought it would be this year until we got trucked. Um, I think I, I think we will. But they're so close. Eventually, you have to. It's got a tip in your favor.
2: Uh, Nelson, I agree with Ebo. I think we'll see at least one. I mean. Look at some of the recruits that Paul Christ and the staff has been bringing in the last five years, and now they have, what, three kids are going to be playing in the All-American game? Yeah. I feel like they continue to get better at recruiting. I still, even after a couple of these games, believe that Paul Christ and his staff is one of the best teaching and making kids better in the country. I think they get to at least one. Okay,
0: then you guys inspire me. So don't say lifetime then, because let's say... And it could be less, could be more, but I'd say roughly, let's say a decade is what Paul Chris would still be here, right? Yeah. Okay, Do you th- just go yes or no. Do you think Wisconsin football will be in the college football playoff in the next decade? You got it. Because, I I mean, look, Chris, you know, we were talking about this with Jim Leonard. Isn't Jim Leonard hilarious, like the talk about Jim Leonard? Isn't it like you, you're you a stock market guy? Is it a national championship
1: my... or no, just playoff? Just
0: in the playoff. Will they be in the college football playoff for the next 10 years? You're a stock market guy, right? Oh, yeah, I got stocks. Um, same. Same. Isn't Leonard like the most like perfect analogy to the stock market? Because like when Wisconsin beats Michigan, oh, what do I hear from everybody? Man, Leonard's going to go to the NFL again, or he's he, he's not staying. They lose to Illinois. Well, we don't have to worry about Jim Leonard leaving. You know, it's like it's, <laughs> it's a like good, Bitcoin. Right, it's like exactly I was just it goes say. skyrocketing, and all of a sudden it drops all the way down to from, seven thousand right, dollars last it's week. It's eleven grand a share to three thousand grand a share in inside of six months. Um yeah, we but, should get down to three thousand. Yeah, right. let buy more. Leonard's always the, you know, the well, he's gonna someday maybe replace Chris. So if you said there that's you know, when, when they brought in Brett Bealman and Barry Alvarez brought him in, there was kind of like an assumption I'm gonna coach for a few more years and then then you take over as head coach. So uh, you know, I would say, you know, 10 years would be I don't know that Chris makes it further than that, but hey, we just hadn't gone in 60. Belichick says he wants to coach now. Into his 70s. So who knows? Maybe Chris stays for 20 more years. But I I think 10 years is a pretty fair round number. So in the next 10 years, do you think, Badger fans, this team makes it to a college football playoff? And then the follow-up to what we've been talking about is within that span, you know, if it takes them eight years of this 10 to get there, what do we define Wisconsin football as before that? Like, again, are they... Good slash great program. Are they a second-tier team? Are they a fringe team? Are they an elite team? These terms that we seem to be using every single year when it comes to Badger football. Yeah,
1: I think I think second-tier right now
2: is a pretty good description of Wisconsin football. Nelson, you found a comparable over the break. I thought the say? Kansas
0: State one was awesome. You had another good one. Yeah, yeah the it.
2: other one I was looking at was South Carolina. Just because they're in the SEC, they always normally have a winning record, but they can never... Consistently knock off the Alabamas, the Floridas, the Georgias, but they're always right there. And they still have those years where they yep. go ten and two and they knock them off.
0: I think it's a very good one. Um, I thought of Oklahoma State was another one. I wish we had a. I wish Chris had a mullet like Mike Gundy. <laughs> Mike Gundy's a beast. Um, but Oklahoma State, like they'll stun you. They'll they'll beat Oklahoma and then get all their fans excited and they'll get ranked, you know, ninth in the country and then they'll go lose by two touchdowns to Texas Tech. Yeah. You know, I think Wisconsin's more consistent than Oklahoma State and South Carolina, but I think to Nelson's point in mine those you find those power 5 teams that have had chances but just have never, you know, got over the hump.
1: God, we've been so close to getting over that hump, too, a couple times. Uh, OB tweets in, Wisconsin football is Ted Thompson's wet dream because it's draft and develop. Look at the quarterback situation this year. Won't start him because he's a freshman. They say he needs more time to develop. (laughs) I love you, OB. Always getting that Ted Thompson shot in. Hey, did you know that the Packers passed on uh, T.J. Watt, OB?
0: Was that on our list of four? Yeah, he played last night.
1: <laughs> he played last night.
0: Were there any? I didn't watch one. Did either one of you? Yeah, I watched the first show, half. Did there, was there any T.J. Watt Wisconsin references?
1: Uh, they talked about him a couple times. I don't remember them talking about Wisconsin, but they did bring up T.J.
0: Watt a few times. Uh, Nelson, did you catch any of that blistering Monday Night Football yeah, I watched a little bit of,
2: bit of it. They, uh, they mentioned how T.J. Watt was brothers with J.J. Watt. Yeah. Oh,
0: speaking of, I, you guys had to have heard this story. JJ Watt was delivering pizzas on a scooter stop, in, no on State way. Street. No. And then he said, I want to try out for football and walked down with Wisconsin. You serious? Do you know that story, Nelson? He was delivering pizzas on a scooter. I didn't know that. And then he walked on at Wisconsin. Was he working for Domino's? Dude, the funny thing was I tweeted out, I tweeted
1: out something about, I didn't know. Because Kumaro, when he was Kumaro's beasting out to start the game on Sunday right. for the Packers, I honestly didn't know Kumaro played at Whitewater I no, saw so he had a bobblehead. Stop it. I had three people messaged me. He was like, What, were you asleep at the wheel? Oh, how could you not know that? I'm like, dude, (laughs) it's sarcasm. My God, everyone knows that.
0: Well, the Twitter sometimes, you know, that's like my uh, Donald Driver tweet during the Sunday night uh, or the Monday night game two weeks ago. Like, There's some tongue-in-cheek stuff, but
1: that's funny. People struggle on Twitter.
0: Um, All right, 608-321-1670. So, again, how do you define uh, what Wisconsin football is right now? And then the follow-up to that is we'll give it a decade lifetime's hyperbole. You know, Nelson could go on a roast bender and the heart stops, or I could go to Vegas and uh, lose, you know, go Nick Cage, and it could all be over. Wasn't that that your dream? You could, well, yes and no. Uh, You know, you could forget to put sunscreen on and the whole thing's over. So, like, Yeah, right. in our lifetimes hyperbole, everyone's, you know, and who knows, like, who knows in five years, maybe when Saban retires, eventually the guy's got to die or retire, Maybe Alabama. Well, it's like Alabama's not always been good. That's what I'm saying, right. Yeah. And, like, Nelson, your guys, I think it was you who brought up with Clemson. Like, yeah, I mean, 10 years ago, Clemson was Purdue. Clemson was Minnesota. Clemson was Indiana. They were a fringe bowl team in the ACC, and now they're a dominant power. So it does change. I mean, look, when Pete Carroll was at USC, you just would put them in the national championship game every year because they had nine first-round draft picks. Right now, USC's 5-3. and three. In the worst power five conference. So it it does come and go. I mean, more than likely will Ohio State always be great, yes. Well, I thought it, they'd know.
1: take a step back without Urban Meyer, but yeah. they still got his recruiting class and whatnot. So do you think there's a time without Urban Meyer that was that Ohio State will eventually I'm with you.
0: I thought like, they would have I thought and that's where they still have all
1: the talent there, but you right. know, it's not Urban Meyer's not there anymore. Right there's going to be some residual after he was there, you know, some leftovers. Well, and that's know.
2: Ryan days looked really good. Oh
0: Yeah. They're the yeah if you they're, keep on winning though, they're the best team right now. I mean, the, the winner of LSU, Alabama Saturday night's going to be ranked number one. Um, <laughs> but Ohio state's the best team well, in college When's football.
2: the last time Ohio state was bad. If you throw out that one Luke fickle, year, Right.
0: right. No, just, Luke fickle. I think Trestle did have a year where was they, were like tattoo scandal sep- they were like, they were like a uh, seven and five, but t- Nelson's right. I mean, Ohio State over the last 30 years take out that weird fickle year. Uh, I'm not talking about Ray Finkle, Luke Fickle. Uh, Yeah, I mean, so the chances of my, to that point, yeah, the chances of Ohio State not being the class of the Big Ten are very low, but I'm
2: going to go back and look. How many seasons did Ohio State not win at least 10 games? Yeah, go check that. Since, note. Like
1: a good question. Here's a here's a something. Uh, Dave message. I did it on Facebook to our question. Do you think Wisconsin will be in the college football playoffs in the next decade? Dave says yes. If the playoff field is expanded beyond ah. four teams,
0: now we didn't. specify. There's spec- a little you sneaker. La- we didn't specify four, so technically that is not a incorrect answer. Yep. um, that'll say things that make you go hmm. Um, because I, they are eventually going to get to eight. Well, that I don't feels think, like a
1: participation trophy now.
0: Um, now, if they get to eight and they never make it in, then, then we got some problems. Well, I was gonna say, then we are the ultimate pretenders. Then I never want to hear Badger fan complain. Like if they expand it in two years, in a decade from now, hopefully we're all still here doing this show and we're all having a blast. And in ten years from now, they've had eight teams in the playoff for the last 10 years and Wisconsin hasn't made it. Yeah. Then I don't want to hear Wisconsin's elite. Four is a bit there. I mean, cuz there's there's more conferences than slots. So, and we've seen this. Winning the Big 10, which I think should automatically get you into the college football playoff doesn't. So, right now it's not a given that they would ever get in. If they get to 8 and Wisconsin still never makes it in our lifetime. Then, oh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. then Wisconsin. Then give me the sweet release yeah. of death. Then Wisconsin is Kansas State and Utah and South Carolina. And some of these maybe fringe teams were comparing. The a last
2: time Ohio State didn't win 10 games was 2004. They went eight and four.
0: And who is that? That would have been a trip. Wow, even with Fickle the year, they went. Well, throwing that season. Yeah, that out. season out. So 2004. So, wow. yeah, I mean, look, Ohio State's. But, now, okay, Nelson, well, here's another assignment. Go, now look up the last time Alabama didn't win 10 games and look at how many years in a row.
2: I'm going to go with that was in the mid-2000s.
0: Because well. they were, and, and then do Clemson. Because th- to that point, like, we think of, and it's like, we just think now that there's no chance Wisconsin could ever in our lifetime compete with Alabama. And I'm telling you, 15 years ago, Wisconsin would have beat Alabama on a neutral field 45-7. to <laughs> So things can change, right? Wisconsin would have beat Clemson by three touchdowns in a bowl game ten years ago. Things can change. That's like, that's right nice. now, Clemson and Alabama, sadly, are much better at college football in than Wisconsin. In 2007, in
2: Nick Saban's first year, they went 7-6. and six.
0: I remember. Wow. He, he, like, they were so big. Didn't they lose to, like, a double-A team and he, like— he made like a 911 comparison Ooh, and like a D-Day. That's a tough scene right there. Yeah, and people were like crushing him because Alabama was so bad his first year. They lost to like, you know, like UAB Never or some good directional. Never did you do a comparison school. to
2: that or like a sale from 2000 to 2007, Alabama won 10 games just twice.
0: Yeah, so I mean no I do you think people do you think sports talk radio in Alabama in 2003
2: Thought they would ever
0: they do you think they ever thought they would be in a national championship game again, let alone like Joe, every that's single a great year? Call. 2003, They went four and nine. Yeah. Do you think wow. the, the, the lesser and entertaining version of the it would probably be like the Cleve and Devlin show down in in, in Tuscaloosa in two thousand three? Ever thought they'd be in a college football no, playoff?
2: Another they're insufferable. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh Feinbaum was still screwing for them to play in the College football
0: and the national title game. Let's go. Uh, All right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. What is Wisconsin football? And we're going to give it a decade, ten years. You put this team in a college football playoff, and that was a good answer. That includes expanding the playoff. We'll uh, we'll talk more about it. We'll talk about another win. Mm. Going for a nice guess, real quick.
2: Since you told me to look up Clemson too. Before 2011, they hadn't won 10 games since 1990.
0: I mean, Wisconsin would have been a 21-point favorite against them into the Bielma and Alvarez era. Like, things can change, people. Again, the uh, poll today, do you think Wisconsin will win a college football playoff in the next decade? Here's Um, here's
1: Jim Jones, former bartender, civil rights activist, and motivational speaker, dead at 47, surrounded (laughs) by friends.
0: That would be the Jamestown guy or Jonestown with the uh, the Kool Aid. Um, all right, uh, that's the term. Uh, drink the Kool Aid. John from. Wilkes Booth, actor and <laughs>
1: actor and parkour enthusiast, dies at 26. Um, I
0: mean, look, if they don't as a, if they expand, well, do you want to do it with they expand at eight or do you want to keep it at four? Because those are two very different discussions. Well, like, I keep it I at think, four.
1: Okay. Because, so I mean, they've talked about wanting right. to do I guess it, but the, has everyone ever said right. they're going to do it?
0: See, I don't th- – and I hear what RJ said earlier, and he's right. I mean, look, Michigan State, with one loss, got in several years ago. I think it was a fluke. I think everything lined up perfectly for Michigan State that year. The comeback to that, you would say, is, well, it's already happened. If If it lined up for Michigan State and Iowa to play in the Big Ten championship game that year, and the winner of that game was going to the college football playoff – then it certainly could line up for Wisconsin at some point. So, yes, I get that. I just – you, are you a lightning strikes twice in the same spot kind of guy? Well, I just don't see that happening again.
1: I don't, I don't foresee it happening again either. What about you, Nelsner?
2: I think it's realistic. I think it could potentially happen. Would I think I the be, long shot. Yeah, would I be willing to bet that Wisconsin could have a year where they don't play an Ohio State, a Penn State, or a Michigan in a Big Ten championship game?
0: Probably wouldn't want to bet on that. So, yeah, the question then becomes is, I look, if they do expand to eight, I will vote yes in this poll. If it never expands to eight and it stays at four, do you think in ten years Wisconsin can be one of the best four teams in college football? Yes. To me, that's – see, I don't know that I would vote yes in that.
1: Uh, look how close they are, though. Look, they had Alex, just said it. They look had how Alex, close they are. Yes, I know. they That's why so I said it. They have Alex Hornibrook. <laughs> In the championship game, what? In the 2017, how many yards away? 37, 27? 31, I believe. They're that close with Alex Hornibrook. How can you not say they're close?
0: Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I I just... they're
1: undefeated until that game.
0: True. Uh, And they were undefeated this year. I just, they're going to... You have to be perfect, Right. Um, maybe one loss. Like, I think had had that game Saturday been their only loss and it had been close, and I think if they had played a 12-0 and Penn State or Ohio State and they would have won that game, I think you can go with one loss. But it, it's, it, it's, it's tough. And then you have to be on the other side. You have to be good enough where the other wins make it up for it. So, like, yeah, and next year they play Notre Dame. And look, Notre Dame... I think it's beatable. I mean, hell, Michigan just beat him by 30 points and we beat Michigan by 30 points. But you're, you know, you play Alabama in a couple of years. Obviously, you have, you know, kind of the luck or unluck of the draw. Like Minnesota's getting was our schedule from two years ago, right? Yep. What did Wisconsin do two years ago? They ran the table. They had what many people thought was an easy schedule and it was, and they took advantage of it. And Minnesota right now is taking advantage of it. That so,
2: Wisconsin team had so much more talent. Yeah, than no, it than was. You no, know,
0: you're right. It was a better team. But I'm just saying the schedule. What do you The schedule, schedule has to line up. Like this year, I don't think it's the hardest schedule they've ever played, but it's not the easiest.
2: Well, do you think that team would have made the college football playoff in 17 if a guy like Jack Cohn was playing quarterback at the level he's playing at this year? I mean, Alex was actually like good that stunk. year. Well, was, Not was, that year, yeah, he, that was year. World, he, was he was the Orange Bowl year. MVP. He stinks. We know what he is. He had a pretty good year. He had four good games. Thirty-seven yards away.
0: I, I don't think Hornybrook was the reason they well, I mean, you could say in the first they were terrible in the first half. Then Wisconsin came roaring back. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a fair Nelson, you bring up a fair point. I don't think he was the ultimate that would stopped him. But yeah, if if you think Cone's better than Hornybrook and you think Mertz is going to be better than Cone um. Then, then, yeah, you would say winning the Big Ten is certainly a possibility. I
1: mean, they've been there more times than anyone else in the freaking Big Ten. So, eventually, pff, rules rules are you got to win one, right? Eventually,
0: you would think that law of averages. To your point, yes, if you're in there ten times, you know, you think if you're gonna you're gonna win one of them. Um, now, the comeback to that would be look, yeah, they blew that lead against Penn State a few years ago. Mm. But even if they had won that game, they weren't getting in. If you're, People recall Ohio State, who didn't play in the game, was the Big Ten representative that year. And then you've had back-to-back years of Ohio State winning it since then. And Ohio State's been left out because they crapped the bet against Iowa two years ago. And they crapped the bet against Purdue last year. So it, it's not just a guarantee that winning the Big Ten gets you in. So now it's got to be, do you think Wisconsin can win the Big Ten in the next ten years and do it in a year where it lines up that they're one of the four best teams? I Again, I, I would say, I would think yes, but now you're going up against stuff that you don't have control over because now you have to root for another team or another conference to be bad.
2: I'm going back and looking at this Hornibrook year. <laughs> he really didn't play very well in most games. If you really look at the stats...
1: Okay, well, the team went undefeated.
2: In spite of him.
1: And then, what, 37 yards away in the Big Ten
2: championship game. And if they had a competent quarterback, they would have won.
0: Yeah, I I mean, look, the guy was the Orange Bowl. I mean, like, clearly it was was
2: one game. That was the best game he's ever played in his life and will ever play. Name another game that year outside of BYU that was a dumpster fire where he played super well.
1: Name a game they lost besides the Big Ten championship game in 2017. <laughs> that's a good because comeback.
2: Because they had a ton of talent. it. No, 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 no.
1: Name a game they lost that year
2: besides the Big Ten championship game. That's the only one they lost. So okay, great there you question.
0: Go. Um, well, okay. Do you, do you guys? I mean, you're. I, I get what Evo is saying. I, I get the point you're trying to make, Nelson. I mean, but. Okay, then it should be if that's the case. Alex Horneybrook is
2: struggling to start on a 500 Florida State team. That's one of the worst Florida State teams. I don't in think like Hornibrook's very good
0: anymore. Years. I think he was good. People, but you're a baseball guy. Good. Pitchers lose their stuff all the time. He never had
2: a fastball.
0: <laughs> I just okay. Do you think Cone and or I mean, if Mertz can't beat out Cone, you can't guarantee that Mertz is going to get him anywhere, and Cone's. Now lost back to back games. You can't say he's getting him anywhere. So you can't. I don't know that you can make the quarterback argument that that's why they're going to make a, a college football playoff. And somebody tweeted out breaking news: Packers set to add two playmakers. And I looked at it, and then I clicked on it. It's very well done Photoshop. It's Devonte Adams and it's Jay Sternberger, who both. I mean, Sternberger is eligible to come back off the IR next week. Adams has got to be. Any day now that he would he can play. He thought he said he could have played last week if it was you know closer to the playoffs. So I would think certainly this week, maybe by next week, Adams is back. You know, Sternberger has never played a game. I don't know if he is anything. He is a third round draft pick. You look at if the Packers are going to make a trade, Evo, it's those two positions, right? Wide receiver, tight end. Um, Did that meme basically you know sum it up? Yeah, the the trade deadline is. Getting back Devontae Adams and getting back your third-round draft pick that I think everybody assumed when the Packers took him, that was going to be Jimmy Graham's replacement. That is your trade yeah, deadline. Yeah, that's totally
1: your trade deadline. That's going to be good for the Packers. Uh, Devont, you get a top-five wide receiver back in Devontae Adams. The Packers have been winning without him. Just think how much better they'll be when him and Rodgers get on the same page once again. It's going to be electric. Jay Sternberger, we'll see. Devont, or um, Jimmy Graham, he hasn't been terrible.
0: Been better. Last three games have been pretty good. I mean, he still looks slow and he doesn't look like an elite, but he. uh hey, if
1: it's not for Jimmy Graham, um, them pulling attention to him, Jamal Williams probably doesn't catch that touchdown.
0: Because Jimmy Graham was right there. <laughs> it, well, it, it, it was Jimmy Graham who thought he was getting a pass, no, right? That was all Jamal Williams. Yeah, I agree with you. But Jimmy um, Graham was there a little distraction.
2: All right. Do you agree Jimmy with. Jimmy Graham from five years ago probably would have caught the ball. Jamal Williams went the.
0: It's a good thing we got yeah. this version. That was a much better. I mean, that, that that that's a much better highlight than just you know Jimmy Graham climbing the ladder to making a uh, making the catch. All right. So do you think that because I think if it would have I think if it would have happened any trade but would have happened by now. I, I mean, there there's you know I suppose there's the eleventh hour trade. I don't see it. Uh, I think they're going to stand with what they got. But do, would you say the the comparable of making a trade is which. I mean, you can argue it is. I mean, they played more games now without Devontae Adams than they played with him. So you could say getting Devontae Adams back is somewhat of a trade because you're getting a guy that's been on the team for less games than they played this season. And Jay Sternberger could certainly fit the definition of making a trade because he has not yet played one game. Again, Graham's been better. Mercedes Lewis had another you know important catch late in that game to to keep that trade, but he had one. I mean... Look, we're not talking that you know Jimmy Graham and and uh, you know Mercedes Lewis are the key to the Super Bowl. I don't get by the by the way. I don't think Jay Sternberger is either. Either, but I don't I don't think there's a trade out there that you know. Oh, we got this guy. Now we're going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think that trade exists.
1: No, it doesn't. Getting Devonte Adams back from injury is huge. Um, the Packers have four undrafted wide receivers. The Packers now, are the in the last three games, are the second highest scoring team by average. They scored 32 points a game their last three games. That's without Devontae Adams and, like I said, four undrafted free agents playing wide receiver. And one went to
0: UW-Whitewater. Did you know that? <laughs> what? Yeah. Who? Kumaro. Did you know? I, I had, no. had no idea. Nelson, did you know that? Jake Kumaro went to that's the W the WIAC school? UW-Whitewater? Yeah. Yep. That's the one. Wow. Thirty-two points a game, mind blown. Bill, welcome to the Joe and Ebo show.
3: Guys, how are you doing?
0: Doing awesome. Bill, Bill, what's up, man?
3: You know, you know. I was just thinking about this trade talk with the Packers, and the last Super Bowl was what, 2010? Oh yeah. What was their record again? It was like ten and six? Ten
0: and six. They had to win four in a row, and the Giants had to punt to Deshaun Jackson at the end of that game, or otherwise the uh, Giants would have been in as the wild card team. The Packers wouldn't even have made the playoffs
3: and didn't didn't we have everybody and their brother hurt that year? I mean it wasn't like they kept talking the next man up, the next yes. man
0: up. Yes. Yep. yep. they had they were down to James Starks with a 7th round rookie that they pulled up the scrap heap who ended up balling out in the playoffs. Yeah.
3: You know, and and this is just my thought and I've thought this for a while. Don't you think I mean the way the Packers are run, I don't think they try to win a Super Bowl, guys. I think they try to be a 10 and 6, 11 and 5 team. They Ooh. try to get to the playoffs and, but they never go overboard like the Patriots do, where they go to bring somebody in, or like in baseball, where they bring people in to, okay, let's make the next step. I mean, you, you just, we've never in our lifetime seen the Packers, other than maybe this year with some of these defensive players brought in, we've never seen them do it. I mean, don't you think maybe their corporate philosophy is, okay, we just want a winning record, but we're not going to go overboard to do that.
1: It's a, We're it's not going
3: to play for today. We're how not do you f- play for today?
1: Bill, how do you feel about Mark Murphy?
3: Well, I've called it. I, I
1: Oh, I know. I, I love your calls, here. Bill. You got to call in more.
3: It's not just Mark. You know, I think it's an cuz somebody hired Mark Murphy. I mean, they have to know. They have to know that this guy is not trying to lead us to a Super Bowl. They have to know that.
0: That's a hot take, Bill. Thank you. Thanks, I mean, buddy. it comes down to one or two, and thanks for the call, Bill. It comes down to if you believe that. Is it this guy? I don't want to brag about myself, but. <laughs> or was it this guy and this philosophy?
4: In a perfect world, you'd, you'd, you'd be able to draft and develop and keep your own players.
0: Because here's the thing, Bill. I would totally buy you on that argument four years ago. I think it, Ted Thompson had a philosophy, I think it worked originally. I think it had grown long in the tooth. And I think Murphy said, Ted's won a Super Bowl. He's been our guy. I'm just going to let Ted do his thing. And whether it was health or an antiquated system or both, Ted Thompson clearly had outstayed his his relevancy in Green Bay. So then the question becomes is Brian Gutekunst, too, by all accounts, Evo has done very well. I mean, he's hit, he's batting, you know, about four for five right now on, on drafts and free agents. He's a, you know, he's batting 400. So the question is then to Bill's theory: If go- if Murphy let Ted have the keys, is he going to let Goody have the keys? And is Goody smart enough to say, Ted sat there and just stood idly by, and you know he didn't go out and get a Zaydaia Smith or a Preston Smith or an Adrian Amos, and that's why this is a different feel to the Packers. And that yes, Bill, four years ago, maybe they were content with just holding steady with what they had. And now they're not.
1: Well, Mark Murphy, when you look at Ted Thompson, he got Aaron Rodgers. He got a Super Bowl. And what was his model? Draft and develop. Never would go get a free Correct. agent. Charles Woodson, you know, Julius Pepper. Once in a little, lifetime. So Ted Thompson loved just doing draft and develop. And Mark Murphy's like, okay, this has worked. You got Aaron Rodgers. Look, at, You got another generational quarterback. You got a Super Bowl under there. And they're buddies. So that's why he stuck around for a long time. They never even fired him. They just moved him to a different position. <laughs> They said, Ted, you can still stick around and help evaluate players and do this and that. he was still on the practice field. Mark Murphy never got rid of Ted. He That's just true. they were buddies. That's why Ted stuck around so long. Look at how bad the roster was at the end of the, the couple end of terrible. the. Years. Look what Brian Guda had to do in a short amount of time. and look what you dip your toe into free agencies, Darius Smith, Preston Smith, you know, Billy Turner. Look at the Packers now with you got a good draft and a good free agency class, and you don't do the draft and develop model. I think Mark Murphy realized his mistake of letting Ted stick around for too long. Hell, I think he's still getting paid by the Packers, but he stuck him around too long. And now he's like, oh, dude, my feet are on the fire now. I'm on the hot seat. I already fired Mike. I fired, well, I moved Ted Thompson to a different position. I fired the rest of the coaching staff. Who's next on the chopping block? Mark Murphy. So it's time to change up my philosophy and let Brian Gutekunst do his thing.
2: The only thing that Ted Thompson really developed on the back nine of his career as GM was a sour relationship between Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. I firmly believe that. Yeah,
1: Ted Thompson and Mark Murphy's soured the Packers for the last three years.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're. I mean, he
1: destroyed the relationship between those guys.
0: The the. I mean, it's the old. It's the Bill Parcells line. If you're gonna, if I'm doing the cooking, you got to let me get the groceries. And right, it'll always be the did did Thompson fail McCarthy because he didn't get him good enough players, or did McCarthy fail Thompson because he couldn't coach up the players he got? A bottom line is this: they're both gone. And I think now we you have to
2: decide. There was with no Ted. one on the 2015 draft class. left on there. I think we're gonna have to decide with Mike Ted Thompson. Ted's guys are now playing in the XFL. Hey, the
1: AAF. Ted Did Thompson you see distro- the- Mark Murphy, Ted Thompson was single handedly destroyed the Packers starting in 2014.
0: Did you guys see that XFL draft though? <laughs> Man, some guys are quitting because it's too cheap. Uh, brother at a hockey game. Welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show.
1: Yeah, I, I I was no
5: fan of Ted Thompson, but I I think it's unfair to use whatever illness has been manufactured or leaked out as a as a reason why he wasn't good at his job he wasn't good at his job because he used bad bad judgment and and he used bad judgment rather he was and i don't think that had anything to do with his illness everybody i mean the the people who leaked that out when they you know got rid of him as a reason you know to hang on to uh, i i i think that's really unfair that there there's no he had bad judgment before there was any inkling that he was sick, and I, I just think that's unfair to to bring that up, especially when we don't know what if there was a, a in fact an illness and what kind it was, and if in fact that you know has something to do with uh, it, impairing somebody's uh, mental faculty. Well, I think
0: people connect dots a lot, Pete. I think clearly if you see the guy, there's something wrong with him, but that doesn't mean to your point that the illness was why he had a 2015 draft that sucked, or if he even was sick in 2015. I mean, yeah, he's sick right. now, and but it doesn't mean he was sick then. Do
5: his job. Yeah, no, The, I, the, I, the game terrible.
1: just passed him by.
5: That's, That's true. Well, I don't know about that. I just don't think he did. He just he just didn't do you know a, a good job. A lot of young GMs don't do good jobs. Like at the Bears, you know, the whoever's idea that was to trade up to get Trubisky. That guy could be you Oof. know forty two years old and and be sharp as a, sharp as a tack. He just didn't. You know, I mean your agent and for. Age and mental infirmity may, may be a factor, but a lot of people just have are good at their jobs.
0: That's It's a spot on, Pete. Thank you for the Thanks, phone man. call. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I, I think we, whether it's the media or the Packers internally, to me, it's more of draft and develop. When he did it, he was the first one doing it, and it worked, and they won a Super Bowl, and they went 15-1 next year, and Rodgers won two MVPs in three years, and it was working. And what the NFL is, is it's a copycat league. It's a two to three year window where first it's run and shoot, then it's wildcat, then it's read option. You know, there's the there's the next hot thing. There's now it's the RPO, right, where you come up with a new concept and you, you run it into the ground and then somebody else comes up with something new. And Ted just refused to move off draft and develop. What he did worked for a four to five year window and then it got stale. And at the end, it was terrible.
2: Could you even imagine what the Packers would have been if NFL scouts didn't see Aaron Rodgers as a selfish, selfish, arrogant-type player yeah. so he fell in the draft? Because everyone said he had top-ten talent, but he fell to the Packers. If Ted Thompson never drafted Aaron Rodgers, what the hell are the Packers? Ted Thompson never drafted Aaron Rodgers a
1: first-round wide receiver. Yeah. Hey, hey, Aaron. I know you're a once in generational talent, but we're gonna trot you out there of Jeff Janis, Jared Eberderis, and the ghost of James Jones. Have fun.
0: Well, and you can go one further. Ron or Wolf. you think, Mike McCarthy's supposed to say with that? Ron Wolf Sorry? only. Ron Wolf only drafted one for Brett Favre. Uh, I mean, Jamon Walker. I mean, can you imagine both these guys? And that's the whole. You know, back to where we started this segment. Should the Packers make a move in the next two days? I don't think they're going to. I don't think there's anything left that's worth shaking things up. You know, it's weird that you're running backs, your leading receiver, but so what? If it's working, and Rogers is happy, and Lafleur's happy, and the team's happy, I'm okay with it. Couple tweets on the draft and develop hit a nerve there because you either love or hate Ted Thompson. Uh, made to exact draft and develop still works. You just have to have players ahead of the guys you drafted to develop. When you're drafting guys and plugging in seventh-rounders and undrafted guys into starting roles, it's not how the system's designed. JD and MSN, it works as long as you really do draft immediate impact players to fill existing holes. You can't draft and develop with late-round picks. You know the, Well, that's not necessarily true because the Seattle Seahawks were a dynasty for five years because Russell Wilson was a third-round pick. Richard Sherman was a fourth-round pick. Cam Chancellor was a fifth-round pick. They All those guys to blow up Zach and JD's theory a bit. Were our Hall of Fame players, right? Mm-hmm. That were the best of the best that were day 3 draft picks. And the Seattle Seahawks and give Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson credit cuz they're still good, but they're not What happened? When did the when, the, when did it kind of come apart for Seattle? When all those guys rookies deals paid. were done and they all wanted yeah. to get paid. Yep. So, yes and no. Like Alvin Kamara is a third round draft pick. The the Saints defense is filled with day two and day three draft picks. So, so yes and no. Yes, you need that first round. You can't whiff, you know, you can't draft, you know, if Daniel Jones or Baker Mayfield end up sucking, you can't draft a franchise quarterback by the first round who stinks. But you also need to get lucky too. Like getting Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman, and Cam Chancellor, who all became the three best in the league at their position for four years. So either you, Seattle's were a genius or they were lucky. If you draft and develop,
1: when do you when do you want the fruits of your labor to be developed and playing? Three, but that's the thing. Two or three years, because if if you were the guy that Colleen drafts and develop, who is one player who's left on this roster from the twenty fifteen draft class? Zero. No one. Um, but you
0: could say Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams sure. would fit the definition of can't draft miss and develop on an entire. Agreed. Draft. I don't but as much as I love Ted Thompson answer your question I don't think draft and develop works anymore because there's not enough you can't be patient to wait 3 years. No, that's gotta, what I
2: was going to say. You
0: don't have Ted Thompson whether it was the roster was that deep or they he was afforded time. He could wait on guys 3 years. You can't wait 3 years to see if this draft class sucks for the Packers.
2: In today's NFL if you just look at it as a whole guys are getting younger. So It's a young man's game. What's the average? What's the average career length in players now? Three, maybe four years. If you have to wait a couple of years to develop these guys, what are you getting? One
0: or two years out of them? I, it's, again, it's a thing I, of the past. I think yeah. two, in 2010 it worked. In 2019, but that doesn't mean that again, like that last caller, Bill. This all this topic all started. We were talking about trading. we had a guy calling that said are the packers still you know content with just standing pat I'm like I don't think you can say that now because you know the the biggest additions on defense Zadarius, Preston Smith and Adrian Amos weren't on this roster last year So yeah now Darnell Savage Jr wasn't either they drafted him that, that you still draft good players but the two biggest contributors to the packers this year in defense are Preston and Zedarius Smith
1: Yeah the I mean, Darnell Thompson, has been phenomenal though Right but if
0: Ted Thompson was the GM, would Zedarius or Preston Smith be on this roster? I would say probably not. I would doubt it. I would highly doubt it.
1: You would have, you no. Know, wouldn't be happening.
0: But then again, it would eventually, because I would think Murphy, as, as a goofy as he is sometimes, still values his job and still is the president of the Packers. You saw the writing at, on the wall. At some point, yes, he would have said to Ted Thompson, Broski, you got to go out there and sign some free agents or you got to go. And you saw that in Thompson's last year. What was his most active year in free agency? Thompson's. His last one with Martellus Bennett and going out and trying, you know, some of the the defensive players he signed. Like, now, none of them are very good. But some injury there, too. Yeah, it wasn't all Thompson's fault. But, I mean, you can't stand Pat in this NFL anymore. You have to go out. And
1: Look how good Goody's been doing, though. I mean, Jair Alexander, Josh Jackson, Darnell Savage, J.K. Scott, a beast, uh, M.V.S. You know, you can go down and down on this list. It's like, man, he's really killing it.
0: 608-321-1670. Gavin, welcome to the Joe and Ivo Show. Hey,
6: boys. How are we feeling this morning? Uh, three inches snow. of
0: snow. Gavin. I'm Yeah. In, oh, good. in October.
6: Yeah. Yeah. It's come a little early this year, guys. Hey, it's... It, with the Packers, guys, it's the cost of being a publicly owned team. So they're they're slow to move. It's it's the opposite of having an individual owner who's always got his finger on the trigger, which can also be a really bad thing. But, you know, the Packers are just slow to move on things. Uh, you know, everybody kind of knew that, that Thompson should have been out a few years early, earlier than he was. Uh, Ebo, sorry, but same goes for
1: oh, McCarthy. Yeah. Well, you're completely right.
6: Um, where you know it's not just McCarthy with with the offense being a bit stale, um, but the guys he brought in, uh, you know the special teams was bad and, and Capers being there, um, his assistants weren't weren't very good either. There's a reason why McCarthy's watching the games on Sunday on the couch just like we are. Um, but but guys, uh, there's two ways of doing it. One one is 99% of the time having that that quarterback. So Joe, you're talking about the Seahawks, Russell Wilson. Uh, you know the Patriots are there every year. Obviously, Tom Brady, uh, the the Saints with Drew Brees, and the Packers obviously have that. So then you you build around it once you get that quarterback. Uh, and, and the Seahawks did it with with a, a generational draft. Um, Joe, the, the Saints did it with the same thing. They they had that draft that was just just an all timer. Well, hit, and, and hit on everybody, and that elevated them. Now what Goody's done is he's drafted. He hasn't had the elite elite where he's hit on every guy, but he's hit on a lot of important players. And then to supplement that, he's just hit a home run in free agency, um, which is just, I mean, the turnaround on this team, I thought it was going to take at least a couple years, probably a few years to do it. The fact that they've turned it around this quick just, just speaks volumes to, to to the front office and what they've done there. So, you know, there's a few different ways to go about it, guys. I, I still say uh, a wide receiver, if 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 there's something out there, um, and, and it's an, an insane price, I, I think an extra receiver takes them from being a very very good team, guys, to an elite team. And and I say, you know, go for that home run, kind of like what Robbie talks about with Mertz, right? You know, you take a chance, you know, you go for it. So, I don't know. We'll see, you boys. It should be exciting. I think there's going to be some action today. Have a good one, fellas. See you,
0: Gav. Yeah, thank yep. you, Gavin. Yeah, I mean, and and you're right. And the 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 the, the, the other part of that, but. We've got the quarterback. And yes, the Saints had an all time draft, and then you pair him with Drew Brees. Uh, the Seahawks had an all time draft and included in that was getting what I believe will someday be a Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson. The same thing here. The Packers had a Hall of Fame quarterback who kind of like Drew Brees was stuck like in, you know, like obscurity or like middle of the pack seasons. And then what did the Saints do? They went out and had one of the greatest drafts like ever. And now the Saints have gone what thirteen and three the last yeah, three years. It, so you gotta you gotta hit both ways. But I think to your point, Gudakun has, by and large done that six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Jeff, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show.
7: Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, safe travels to everyone. Yeah, right. What, yeah, a little slippery out there. One thought I had is what part of the whole Green Bay Lambeau Field reconstruction, reconfiguring? From Cabela's all the way to Lambeau Field is now owned and operated by some Green Bay Packer, Green and Gold organization. Because we don't have the one person just to continually be able to write the check to develop whatever, did that have any impact on Carrot Top's ability to say, if we want to keep the the business moving forward, we got to get enough reserves to start generating additional income and revenue, so that when we get the books a little more balanced, then we can be a little more aggressive in our picks.
1: Well, think about it, Jeff. That's a great point, Tom Jeff. Golf. You know the restaurant there, the hotel, the sledding hill. When everyone's fo- or when Mark Murphy Carrot Top is focusing on that, Howdy duty looking ass is focusing on that. What happened to the Packers? They well, they took a dive bomb. I, he, yes, Ted Thompson was allowed to remain around. Uh, Mike McCarthy was there too long. D- his coaching staff was there too long. Look at the last couple years. You have the Title Town growing and the Packers, as a football team, dive-bombing.
0: I, I think there's some correlation, Jeff, and he, I think it's a good point. Ebo. I, I mean, look, I remember people last year, like, the, the financial report came out that the Packers only made, like, a million dollars in the previous couple of years. You know, they were making, like, in the hundreds of millions. Now, good. They, it's an investment, and they built this thing, and it's amazing. If you haven't been to a Packer game in the last two years, you got to get up there. Like, you wouldn't even recognize it from five, six years ago. Did they care more? And this was one of Murphy's criticisms. I think it was absolutely fair. Did Murphy care more about sledding hills than the product on the field the last years? I think you can make that argument. And if the product on the field sucks, does anyone want to go on a sledding hill? So I think you got to. I mean, look, it is a business. So I can't beat up Mark Murphy completely. You got to have a good business model. But yes, part of the business model is having a good football of team. Why people come to Lambo? Exactly. To see no, the nobody play. wants to go to Titletown if they're two and fourteen every year. Thank God they're winning. So, them. right now they're seven and one, and they got this amazing product. So it's an easy sell right now. We'll see if it lasts. <laughs> Former Badger Matt Bernstein. What up, Bernie? What up, guys?
1: I can oh, hear man. it in your voice, Bernie. I can hear it in your voice. What, well, do you th- Ohio State, dude, come on.
8: You know, Ohio State looked pretty good, and we didn't really have many answers for some of their dudes. I don't know what we're thinking, not blocking.
3: We, couldn't,
0: we put we a tight end on the best player number. in college football, Bernie. That's all you need to know about that game.
8: I was just about to say, we, we couldn't stop one number, number two, on both sides of the ball. And how, how are we not double-teaming that guy?
1: What did Matt Bernstein, before we dive more into it, what did Matt Bernstein do for the game? Were you in New York for it?
8: Matt Bernstein went to this bar called Blondies, and I legitimately talked a lot of smack to every single Ohio State fan, which is great. Um, and I only have one thing to say. It's like, well, I beat you guys in 2003 and 2004. Like, I'm 2-0, and and I'm 1-0 at the horseshoe. But then they're always like, you know, look at the scoreboard. It's not wrong. I mean, it was pretty brutal
1: then you should just pull up the box score on your phone of when you played against them it's like how about that man i got the belt
8: what's up yeah 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 so look at this grainy screen that we used to watch videos
1: on <laughs> hey what did you run into bat mernstein at all
8: uh bat mernstein came out later and then he came out for the jets game big time
0: Oh, i, was, I bet bat mernstein was all over manhattan on sunday
8: Oh, Sunday was a bad. It was bad. It was Bears for Batman. Hey,
1: hey, Bernie. What's um (laughs) in New York? What's it like? Uh, Is there more Ohio State fans? Is there more Badger fans? Like, what's the fandom like for Big Ten football out there?
8: Big Ten football is a huge following in New York. It really depends. This bar is like basically the. It's a huge bar. It's Big Ten. So anywhere you you know you go in there, Northwestern fans. um, They had pretty much everybody there, and it turns into a Michigan State bar after. Um after the one o'clock canvas or the noon game, so I mean that's great. I love my place, Matt River. it's on the west, it's on the east side. It's all badgers. It gets wild. I just you know didn't want to uh you know go in there when it's a loss it's a tough place to be.
0: uh visit with our buddy former badger Matt Bernstein. so help us out, bernie we uh, you know we've been trying to answer this question today. What is the identity? Uh, of Badger football, you know, the current state of the program, you know, some of the, the stuff we came up with, you know, a second tier team, a fringe college playoff team elite with a question mark at it, uh, a good slash great team. Like, uh, you know, unfortunately now these last two weeks, you, you know, we want to be put in that championship discussion, but we're not there again this year. So, I mean, how do you view it? Are, are they just on the outside looking in? Are they the, the bridesmaid? You know, whatever's the, the corny s- s- saying, where, where do you put Wisconsin right now as a program?
8: You know, I. It's sad to say, but they're definitely a fringe team. Um, I, I just don't understand. We two things to me stuck out. We we don't we weren't blocking number two. That guy's one of the best players in college football. He had what a bunch of sacks, a bunch of fumble uh, causing fumbles. You gotta double team him. Let Jack Cohn at least have some option to get the ball out. We need to hit AJ Taylor and our wide receivers Cephas way more. Those guys make plays. And then, on defense, I just feel like we couldn't figure out the run scheme on our d line like they were just gashing us for big plays so i mean we're I feel like we're right there. we competed all the way up to the pretty much to third quarter, you know, but how do we Continue that and not lose by you know thirty one points.
1: Hey Bernie, when you are playing days, when you were out there, did you know, like if you were going up against someone like an Ohio State? I know he beat Ohio State, but going up against like a premier talent, like a premier athlete, a guy that's going to the NFL, you know he's a beast. Is it is it intimidating out there? Is there a, or are you just trying to upstage the guy? Like what goes through your mind when you know you are going against a guy that's just bound for the NFL?
8: Well, I think I think I was lucky and we were lucky. We had Erasmus Chance who was top ten pick in in. Uh, in the NFL, and he was awesome at college. So you know, it was it was it's playing against those guys. But when we played against Auburn, they had a great rushing defensive ends, and we were chipping them every play, you know. And, and coach was he he loved it when you get up in you know like if a guy's standing up and you get up in their ribs and hit him with that shiver, that forearm shiver, that hurts, man. And that's what I did to Erasmus once. And uh, one of the D line coach Palermo I was like, you know, don't do that anymore. Because you're because you're getting into their rips we gotta be we gotta do that. I don't understand how the game plan doesn't incorporate blocking one of the best players in college football.
0: So then the follow-up, Bernie, as we put this uh, Twitter poll in the field, is you know in the next decade, because obviously it's not going to happen this year. Um, so you you always start to wait till next year. We Ebo and I gave it ten. Do you and that this could be now? You could be clever with your answer because there is a chance that you know this thing will expand to eight. You know, down the road. Do you right. think whether it's four teams, eight teams? Do you think within the next decade, Wisconsin does play in a college football playoff?
8: Well, guess who's sitting on Twitter right now and yeah. guess who voted. I just saw you liked the tweet too. Yeah, I liked the tweet because I wanted you guys to know that I voted yes. I'm, t- I'm telling you, we're a French team. We can be there. We just need to do a few more things. Like, do I think? I also think Ohio State is. You're talking about like top tier, they might win it this year. Like they are that good. And we competed. We competed well for two quarters. Now, granted, the game is four. I think we're there. We just need to have that confidence. And once they got the momentum going, we could not get it back.
1: What do you think would put Wisconsin over the hump?
8: What would put them over the hump? Yeah. I think we have the pieces. I think we just need to trust our guys and not try to out coach all the time. Let Jack Cohn throw the ball down the field. Let's see if it's going to make plays. You know, like, let's not play so, like, I feel like sometimes we play not to lose. Let's go out there. If we're a fringe team, the only thing we could do is try to make big plays and win games. So let's go do that. Go have fun. Go throw the ball down the field. I mean, look at the Packers. They have a blast out there, right? Isn't that what they've been saying? Like, why can't we do that?
0: Well, yeah. And to that I'm point... i close to being a Packers fan. Dude, yeah. well, get, get on board, Bernie. Come on, Bernie. Sam and one, Darnold,
1: Sam seeing ghosts. They stink.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It's I am
8: so close to putting my transfer papers in to be a Packers fan. You're welcome oh aboard man. right now,
1: man. I got you. you can have my you Aaron Rodgers jersey.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting so close. It's so hard to watch. It's so funny. I was talking to the... the uh, there's a guy who works in the building, and... He said, he said the Jets and the Giants play in a few weeks, and I'm like, "Listen, dude, I'll bet you money right now it ends in a tie." <laughs> that's how bad these two teams are.
0: Well, Bernie, I got good news for you. New York Jets, according to the wise guys, minus five to beat the Miami Dolphins and pick up win number two this week.
8: I mean, do I do I think that they're going to win against Miami? I do not think that. Oof! That's that's how bad it is. I was I would love. I would love for that to happen. I think Gase has lost so much with the way that, you know, all the articles I read are horrible. And then they just cut that old lineman who went and got surgery, who needed surgery. I mean, that stuff is, you know, when you talk Dude, about... Dude, they just traded your best record.
0: defensive player to the team across town. But what's up with that? They traded Leonard Williams to the Giants, man. I, I, think, I think a lot of
8: people have already sent this season, you know, it's over. Like, what can we do moving forward? And I hate that we're what week eight, week nine, and mm. that's what we're doing. I mean, it's it, the Jets are just in shambles, and it's so sad. Legitimately, us
0: three could run a better team there. We should set that up. That'd be a good promotion. Hey, you mentioned <laughs> Matt Bernstein, our uh, buddy with us. Uh, you mentioned Cohn, and we, you know, we talked about this a lot on our post-game show on Saturday. Yesterday, you know, whether you want wanted Graham Mertz to start or not, the bottom line is Cohn earned the job. He was clearly the better quarterback in the preseason. That being said, he only throws the ball, Bernie, 17 times. I mean, you kind of mentioned it. Like, if you're Paul Christ and Joe Rudolph, the offensive coordinator, isn't it time to just turn Jack Cohn loose? Otherwise, why did you make him the starter in the first place? A 100%
8: let him loose. He threw a lot of good deep balls. I mean, listen, our guys make plays. We had playmakers finally at wide receiver. Let them go and make those plays to win. I just don't understand. We're running the ball. We're running the ball. It's not going anywhere. And Jonathan Taylor is the best player to me on our team. But if he – when you know that's our game plan, you have to have, you know, that plan B, which to me is throw the ball down the field, open it up. And we just did not do that. And Jonathan Taylor is getting stuffed and we're getting in, you know, second and longs, third and longs, and we're not coming out of that. So I really – I think we have to start throwing the ball more. It's not brain surgery to me. We need to start doing that.
1: Bernie, man, it's um, how are you feeling the season as a whole. I mean, if they were to lose to Michigan or Michigan State as opposed to Illinois, would this six and two team feel a little better?
8: I mean, it feel a little bit better, but it never feels. <laughs> yeah, yet. it never feels
1: good. But like, <laughs> you know, a lot of people are freaking out and want to jump off the bandwagon. I mean, I'm not there, but it's
8: I don't know. No, man. you know what? I, listen, we went up against. It was like a top two team, maybe the best team in, in college football, and we at at their place. It was a terrible weather game. You know, these are all excuses, but we did not show up in the second half to compete with a team like that. I don't think our game plans have been like out of the box. Where we're I think at Michigan we were fantastically prepared. We had so many shifts. We had so many um, motions. We confused them, but we're not. We haven't done that anymore. And I don't know where that went.
0: So now they get to a bye week, Bernie. Maybe thankfully a bye week to kind of collect themselves. You know, you got four games left. You're two games behind Minnesota with four to go. Now you do play the Gophers. Minnesota's obviously got to have a, a, a huge one uh, with Penn State next week. I mean, it, it, is the goal at this point just somehow, some way track down Minnesota, get to the Big Ten championship game, and then try and sell that as a successful season at this point?
8: Hey, listen, if you can win the Big Ten even if you lost, you win the Big Ten Championship, and that's a great season. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens. I, I think we, the bye week has obviously come at a very good time. Like, let's, let's you know, get, get back to the to what we've been doing. Let's get people healthy. Let's get in the weight room. Um, let's really get coached up. Give guys, like, a break. You know, I always love the bye week to just take a little bit of a break from football. Also.
1: What did Matt Bernstein do on a bye week?
8: Well, some of the bye weeks were it's, if they were over Halloween weekend, you know, I would, I would partake very much in that.
1: Would but, you meet up with Bat Mernstein?
8: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I bet
1: there was a I lot
0: was, of Bat Mernstein during Wisconsin bi-weeks, wasn't there? I,
8: always, I gave that guy the reins a lot in college. <laughs> in <general. laughs> um, no, but you know what? It's nice to have, like, two days where you don't see the coaches. Like, they become, uh, like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, a staple that you see them five times a day. And at some point, it becomes a lot. You know, you're you know you're in this. You're in it for 12, 13, 14 games, whatever you go play in the playoffs. But the bye week is so nice to take one day, sit on your couch, and not see your coach, who is basically like your father because he's there every day yelling at you.
0: <laughs> so Hey Bernie that's funny. Uh, Dude, not
8: well, that's what my dad did, but I'm just saying oh, that no, he's totally. there every
1: day. It's like give, give me a break from you. Come on. So Ebo
0: and I had one of these working theories and you know, who doesn't love home games and who doesn't love, you know, sleeping in your own bed? But Is there something to be said for five in a row that maybe retrospectively – and look, not not that Wisconsin had complete control, that the Big Ten's going to schedule games when they schedule them, but do you think looking back it would have probably served this team better to have maybe two, three, then you break it up with a road game or a bye week or a couple of road games? I mean, to have a – and they had a bye week in there as well too, so they didn't leave the city of Madison for a month and a half. Do you think ultimately maybe that played into this, this sluggish last couple of weeks? I mean, maybe.
8: I, I mean, it's, it's an interesting theory. I, you know, I, I was always excited to go and play at other people's houses. Like, it's fun to go in there and wipe, you know, your, your mud on their, uh, their welcome mat. Like, I, I just, you know, I, I, for me, it was, it was exciting to do that. Also, you know, it's exciting to see a different place, um, to be in, in front of different fans, let's be real, to see
0: other cheerleaders. Like, <laughs>
8: it is all great.
0: Man, I don't know, Ivo. I feel like it's just so, can you be? be too overconfident?
1: Um, C, see. Wisconsin, Illinois. Yeah. I remember you saying, send in the C team against Illinois. I did say that. Yeah.
0: I was actually...
2: We, this is just a formality. We're going to be packing it up, ready for Ohio State. I
0: did say that. I also said... <laughs> we and should. Now
2: you're saying lock of the century. Lock <laughs> you of better, you your life. Lock it up. Lock of you your lock life.
0: Lock it up. <laughs> lock of, no, lock no. it up. It's the malocca, the lock of the millennium. They're up. Lock, lock it
1: lock it up. up. lock it up. Lock it up. Packers. Lock it up. Joe's luck of the week. Century. Okay, but I mean, in Joe's defense, the Packers have Aaron Rodgers. He's the front runner for the MVP right now. Isn't football so much better to watch when he's not trying to get his coach fired? God, it's nice,
2: isn't it? Man, <laughs> totally. Is like totally. Two totally different guys coming <laughs> at it here. Aaron Rodgers can't stand his family. Oh, Some God. may say he's kind of arrogant. Kind of an asshole. Well, Others would say Philip Rivers. Deep word? Family. Family guy. This Bad. is family
1: versus anti-family. Yeah, this is
2: in <laughs> California.
1: This is what the Libs want, Nelson, to get rid of. No one wants to have kids anymore. I got Aaron Rodgers will win this game. Can you
0: guys imagine? Just over imagine. Over Rivers. Th- would this be the highest rated show of all time? Wife swap Aaron Rodgers and Philip Rivers. Rogers with ten screaming kids and Rivers with Rogers like diva lifestyle. Aaron
1: Rodgers would exile those kids in the, like a millisecond. He
2: goes,
0: "You're a cut off from do
1: ever talking think, to me again." Do you think Aaron Rodgers'
2: family has tickets to this game? No. Hell no. No,
1: they tried to get him, but he said no. He denied them.
0: See Jamie Foxx and Kanye. The song's called Gold Digger, Nelson. Stop Oof. it. Don't, don't bother listening to Kanye's
1: new one. It's terrible.
0: <laughs> I saw you throw your phone in the garbage. That's I, how bad it was. Did you get it back out or did you have to buy a new phone?
1: Eh, I bought a new phone. <laughs> I couldn't have Kanye West's <laughs> disgracing
2: my phone like that. I can't <laughs> imagine they wouldn't let his parents buy one. I mean, there'd be two additional. Who's the one
0: gonna know? I was at it. Do you guys remember you play golf, Nelson? Remember, Ebo when I did the uh The U.S. Open, and the guy I was supposed to do the show with never showed up. Yeah, I remember that. The guy, who was the, he had won, the Patrick Reed (laughs) had just won the Masters that year. Yeah, he told his father to scram. Dad bought the ticket on his own. Yeah, and he got him kicked out. And Patrick Reed, I was at the U.S. Open, it was the first round on Thursday, and he kicked his dad out of Aaron Hill's. Yeah, so you can kick anybody he out. Hasn't Nelson, that, he's probably a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Yeah, if you're famous, you can kick anybody out. He <laughs> kicked him off, and then a blip crash five minutes later. Just that was the, the craziest the, day of my just life. Just think of Philip Rivers told his family to <laughs> scram.
1: There's nine kids. Oh, get, get stop lost!
0: It. Get lost, kids! You, you, you stop it, you two.
1: Well, I mean, is it wrong? Is it factually wrong?
0: Um, I mean, it's not factually wrong, no. <laughs> Do you guys want to I know? I love my family. Hey, what do you? What did I, I? never. Did I ask you? Did you vote? Yeah, I voted no, by the way. For what? But what? Oh, the, the co- poll. The playoffs. Yeah, I voted but yes. But I voted no before the eight. Now that I re, now I want to re-vote because if they do go to eight in the next ten years, and I think they will, I think Wisconsin in the next decade will finish in the top eight. And if you finish in the top eight, I think in four years you're going to be in the college football playoff. I think if they have a year. Where they go ten and two, eleven and one in the Big Ten, and I think there will be hopefully with Graham Mertz or hopefully in the next four or five years there will be a ten and two, eleven and one yeah. season. And when they expand to eight, which I think will happen, I think eleven and one or ten and two in the Big Ten, you can finish in the top eight, and that should get you into the college football playoffs.
2: I think they'll get in with a decade. You got a Nellie's got a big old smirk on his face. No, I'm just laughing, day. thinking of the Rivers v. Rodgers.
1: Okay, let me ask you this, Nelson.
0: If I think if, that'd be a great wife swap, that'd if, be hilarious.
2: Well,
1: I'd feel bad cool. for Philip family yeah, to get exiled.
0: There would be no
2: swap because Rogers doesn't have a wife. <laughs> That's the so, whole show. Rogers would be a happy man.
1: Philip and Danica. Without a wife. All right, let me ask you, Nelson. If Aaron Rodgers is like you, which,
2: I mean, you guys are polar opposites,
1: but if he had a Mount Notice, is, Dana, is Danica Patrick on it? What did she do? Nothing, but she's got, she's got a time clock above her head, I bet you. Uh,
2: his Mount Notice would be Ted Thompson, Mike McCarthy. No, they're
1: gone. They're off his the Mount Notice, they're gone.
2: Well, just in his life in general,
1: like right now, what do you think Aaron Rodgers Mount Notice is?
0: Who's Aaron Rodgers Mount Notice? Yeah. Well, Olivia Munn's got to be on it, right? No, she's gone. If she's,
2: if she's gone, if I, she's t- I there, think it's Danica Patrick. It's just a matter Sean of time. Gary, since it was a wasted first round pick, they probably don't speak either.
0: Here, I'll do this for you. Hi, right, Joe and Ebo show. Who's this? <laughs> hey, it's Hawkeye. How we doing? Hawkeye, what's, hey, what's up,
4: buddy? buddy? I mean, Hawkeye, I, had to call, I had to call in and rub it into Evo a little bit. I mean, not only did Evo lose, but it was like almost 80 points, right?
1: Yeah, it was a bad... Here's the thing, though, Hawkeye. I don't care because I don't win anything in that league. I, like, literally win nothing. It's
0: pride, Evo. That's better than my money. Other,
1: my other league, I'm in the first or second place.
0: Money the sad that thing is, is that, you know, I mean,
4: again, if I, if I would have beat you by eight points, I mean, or, or 80 points, it doesn't matter. Hawkeye, that, if I would have won, really, I still wouldn't have cared. It, it really would have been better if I would have beat Joe. So, like, you know, like... Beating you is like, you know, beating up on your little sister. So, yeah. yeah. Congrats good, on your first win. No, it was my <laughs> first win. You know better. You guys know better.
0: Hey, guy, hey, as a wrestling. golf guy, tell these guys, Patrick Weed, Reed, way bigger douche Ooh, Patrick, with his family. Patrick, better than Patrick Reed, way bigger douche with his family than Aaron Rodgers, right?
4: Uh, Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely, yeah, I, I would agree on that. And then uh, one last thing, guys, because I, I I didn't get a chance to listen earlier, and I'm sure you guys probably had a field day with this. But life is good when there's a baseball game and girls are uh, uh, How okay. They are,
1: banned are, them from every stadium.
4: Doesn't matter. Two two things of that. One, matter. they're not going to be able to identify who they are because <laughs> they look like everybody. All the other girls. No, they already Valley found girls.
0: them. They already found them. Yeah, they're in, they're Instagram models.
4: Yeah, I understand, but I mean, they could sneak in with a disguise easily. I mean, nobody's going to, they're not going to know. And secondly, I mean, it probably made them famous now. Okay, let me primers. ask you, let they're me ask you this,
1: let me ask you this, you're you an—you're—you're uh, you're one of the security guards who let people in in an MLB stadium, just play along with me. Those two girls come up, you have a, a piece of paper that says, don't let these women in, and they say to you, we'll flash you if you let us in. What do you do?
4: Let them in. <laughs> Time play. for some hooters, boys. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Hawkeye. Woo-hoo! Yeah, we, we definitely need uh, – we're going to – if we ran the place, make, make boobs great again would be the uh, – Boobs would have never be stop being great. No. Everyone loves but here's boobs. Here's
2: the thing. How many people when they walk into a baseball stadium have been asked for an ID?
0: No one. Exactly. Yeah, how can you – like the, the, who was the the guy like at the, the Red Sox game last year in the World Series like – how can you, what are you going to, like, facial recognition everybody? How can you ban someone from well, a stadium for Well, if are a real creepy guy, can life? recognize them by their boobs. I mean, Johnny Manziel was one of the most recognizable athletes at the time when he played, right? You mean Billy Football? Well, but he was very recognizable when he played, right? Yeah. He was able to put on a fake mustache and board a plane and, a blonde, and go to Vegas. And a blonde wig. So if Hence he can play football, right? So Dave
2: Portnoy, that owner of Barstool Sports, got into the Super Bowl. Hey,
0: but yeah. well, they did drag him. They found him though. So that would be the other way of it though. They did find him. Hell of a tote. They dragged his ass hey, out.
2: They should sign him for a receiver. Today we're gonna
1: figure out Aaron Rodgers' mountain notice. I know Danica's on it.
0: Aaron Rodgers' mountain notice. Oh, Reichel's probably on it.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Any big J that doesn't like just. Kiss his ass. Oh, stop it. They're on it. air right now, by the way. Look at um, the
0: Time's up. We got to run.
1: Not, hey. I'm not talking about you. I'm oh. talking about other ass kisses. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. I, I got you there. Thank
1: yeah. you. <laughs> Anyways.
0: I wish we had another hour today. This is getting good. Must be the beer.